You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Paul says, not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us then who are mature be of the same mind. And if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. Only let us hold fast to what we have attained. Culver Military Academy in Indiana has had a unusual tradition each year at their graduation ceremonies. As each cadet steps up onto the stage, the dean hands the cadet his diploma. He walks a couple of steps and the president shakes his hand and a few more steps and there's a large archway that the cadet passes through and standing there is one of the academy's officials that says to the cadet, don't forget to close the gate. Now that's more than just an exercise in, in uh, military neatness, uh, but it has a message that the cadets are aware of having gone through the four years at the academy. And that message is this, don't forget to close the gates on your past mistakes, your past sins, your past failures, so that you can move forward confidently into your future. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a, a real life parable for each one of us, isn't it? Each day as we step out to face whatever our day has for us, it would be such a good idea if we could approach that day having closed the gate on all the things that have troubled us from our past, recent and even far removed. Now, what I'm saying to you is it would be a good idea if we could forget some of those things from our past. And I know what, if you're like me, when someone says to forget something, I say, well, how can I do that? That's, uh, that's etched in my memory. I can't just remove it. It's there. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm trying to get across to you is that there are some things that we obsess with that control us and we dwell on so much during our daily lives that they cause us to get off track. And so it is that we need to be able to close the gate on those kinds of things, to forget those kinds of things. Now, <clears throat> we joke about forgetting. Um, the old vaudeville comics with their one-liners 
You know, uh, one guy goes to the, to the doctor and says, Doc, I've got a problem. I can't remember anything. And the doctor says, well, how long have you had this problem? And he says, what problem? <laughs> the other, another one is uh, a man goes to the doctor and says, uh, uh, Doc, uh, I can't remember anything. Uh, I don't know just what to do, what I'm going to do. Uh, what do you think I should do? And the doc says, pay me in advance. <laughs> well, we laugh about those things, but the good kind of forgetting is something that we need to pay attention to. We all have skeletons in our past that prop up, crop up from time to time, and sometimes more often than that. Forgetting is so crucial, crucial. Let me give you a couple of situations. Um, two men were talking, and one man says, I have a friend who has the worst memory that you can imagine. He has a terrible memory. And the other man says, oh, he forgets everything, huh? And the first man says, no, he remembers everything. Well, you know, sometimes we remember too much or too well. Clara Barton, uh, the founder of the American Red Cross, uh, was reminded once of a cruelty that had been done to her in an earlier part of her life. And her response in a serene voice was, I distinctly remember forgetting that. Well, you know, it's Paul could say something to us about this. If you caught part of the scripture there, part of the, some of the, the verses in, in verse 13 and 14, he says, forgetting what lies behind and straining toward what lies in the future, what lies ahead, I press on, he said. I press on. Paul understood that as nice as it is sometimes to remember things, forgetting is an important thing so that he knew in his particular situation as well as ours so that we could get on. There were new challenges, a new day. So let me be specific here and let's look at a few things that we can close the gate on. The first thing that I'd like to suggest that we close the gate on is to close the gate on our past successes. Now that might seem strange, odd. Look, I'm proud of the past accomplishments, uh, just as you are, the past successes I've had. What do you mean? Close the gate, forget about those past successes. The truth is, Success can ruin some people. We bask in the glow of the moment and uh, all the adulation that comes with it, and we forget the priorities of the present. As a basketball, I should say former basketball coach of some 40 years, uh, my team's won their share of games, but like most coaches, uh, I can look back on and think of a whole number of games where I would say, we should have won that game. Let me take you to the dressing room and give you my public, or rather my post speech, or I should say my post rant 
to my players, and I'm going to give you the nice version. <laughs> Guys, you, you just couldn't stand success. You did it again. We got ahead, and you got complacent. We got a big lead, and you lost your intensity. You just flat out quit. You forgot what our game plan was. You got lazy. To paraphrase an expression, you snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Now, that can happen to us individually, can it? And as a church, we get complacent. We get to thinking about what we did yesterday and how great that was and look at us. And we forget to concentrate and focus our intensity and our attention on things that lie ahead of us and before us. It's the difference in being what some have called a fat cat and a hungry player. You know what a fat cat is, don't you? That's the, the player who is uh, lazy, spoiled, complacent. He is uh, pompous. He's a, a prima donna, as opposed to the hungry player who is willing to work to struggle, to strive, to reach out, willing to do whatever it takes to pay the price for whatever it takes. Now, Jesus had something to say about this, believe it or not. In Matthew, the fifth chapter, the sixth verse, one of the Beatitudes, Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. He didn't say, blessed are those fat cats who desire righteousness. In essence, he said, blessed are those who are hungry players, who are willing to do whatever is necessary to obtain righteousness for they will be filled. Joe Burrow, the LSU quarterback, had something to say about this subject. Uh, this past uh, Saturday, not yesterday, but a week ago, in their big emotional win over the University of Florida, uh, in the dressing room after the game, the players are celebrating and they're jumping up and patting each other on the back and, and all that goes with that jubilation of, of winning. Joe Burrow stood up in the midst of his teammates and his coaches and he said, just remember, don't let good keep you from being great. Don't let good keep you from being great. What he was saying is don't let what we've accomplished already, our past successes, keep us from reaching the goals that we want to reach. You and I need to do the same. We need to be able to close the gate on our past successes. Well, there's a second one. 
We need to learn to close the gate on our past hurts. You know what I'm talking about. The hurts that you've had in your life. They dampen our spirits. They drain our energies. They poison our souls. But the truth is, we all have had these. These past hurts. These kinds of things that uh, where we... Um, hurt sometimes those that we even love. And we have to live with that, that idea of hurts. The, um, there's so much that could be said about this, but let me tell you one particular case. Dr. Uh, Paul Turnier has written a book, and it's entitled, A Doctor's Casebook in Light of the Bible. In it, he tells about a woman that he was treating for anemia. She had all the physical signs. The blood work had confirmed that she had anemia. And he treated her month after month after month with various medications, vitamins, nutrition, exercise. Nothing gave her any relief. Nothing cured her. And so he decided that, well, let's put you in the hospital and see if we can't get to the bottom of this. Well, part of the, the routine of the hospital stay was, the first off, was to do some blood work. Guess what they found? The anemia was gone. There was no sign of it. Well, Dr. Turnier was so perplexed, he didn't understand, and he, and he asked her, you know, has... He redid the work, same results. He asked her, what, has anything happened to you in this recently? She said, oh, yes. She said, I have a friend who I've had a nasty grudge against for years and years. Nasty grudge. Recently, I forgave her. We reconciled, and now I feel like I can say yes to life. You see, her hurt had made her ill. But by forgiving and reconciling, she had been made well. Her, her seething, her agonizing over her hurt had indeed made her will. But when she forgave and reconciled, it had a powerful impact on her body. And she was made well. Wow, what a message. What a life lesson for each one of us. We've all had those past hurts. And I want to say to you this morning, do everything you can to go fix it. Get reconciled. Close the gate on your past hurts. Paul would have said, forget your hurts. Don't nurse your grievances. He would have said, don't give in to self-pity. Press on. And I'd say the same to you this morning. Well, finally, we need to close the gate on our past failures. That noted theologian, Frank Sinatra, uh, 
was the most popular singer for 40 or 50 years back in the middle to late 1900s. One of the songs that he sang had a familiar few lines. It said, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and start all over again. There's some things, failures, sins, mistakes, regrets in your life that perhaps by force of will you can pick yourself up, dust yourself off, start all over again. But you know better than I that there's some hurts don't come easy. That's where God comes in. God can pick you up, can dust you off, and help you start all over again. A newspaper reporter was interviewing a noted psychologist, and he said to him, Doc, what is it that you want to accomplish when someone comes to you for treatment? And he said, our objective is to free the patient from the tyranny of the past. Free the patient from the tyranny of the past. Listen, we all have pasts that haunt us. We all have mistakes and regrets and sins and things that occasionally we think about and bring us down a little bit. Some of us more often, some of us perhaps all the time. What I would like to say to you this morning is that we can close the gate on that with the help of God. God is the one who can pick us up. Jesus came to give us a new beginning, a new life, a new start. The Walter Homing um, house is, is a, a place of residence in New York for uh, women who, I guess I might just put it this way, have had a sordid past. Many of them are, have been prostitutes in New York City. Most of them are drug addicts. And uh, when they come to the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, when they come to the home, uh, one of the first things that they do is they're put in front of a computer screen. And on the computer screen, it says, welcome Rhonda or, or Betty or whatever uh, the name of that person might be. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. And then they're given this set of instructions on the screen. It says, type out all of the things that you're sorry for, all of your regrets, all of your past failures. Well, this takes a while. Sometimes it takes a few hours. In some cases, it takes more than a day because you can imagine the raw emotion that remembering these things evokes in these uh, young women. After they've listed all of their uh, things that they're sorry for, the instruction on the screen says, now pick up the Bible that's on the desk next to you and turn to Jeremiah 31, verses 34 and 35, and type those out uh, on the computer. Part of those verses that are typed out says, 
I will, for, I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Thus says the Lord. After they've done this, the instructions say, you ready? Hit the delete key. And they do. And everything is erased. It's blank. It's blotted out. It's gone forever. And as they sit there in front of the blank screen, next comes on the screen and it says something to the effect. Now type in Jeremiah 31, verses 34 and 35 again. I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. And then after that's typed in, what comes on the screen next says, if God can, can forgive them, why can't you? Let me say this to you this morning. Today, in the coming days, I would hope you would reflect on some of these past issues in your life and reflect on the fact that you can close the gate on those things. Some of you can hone in on success, some on hurt, some on failures, some of us on all three. Will it be easy? Well, maybe, maybe not. G.K. Chesterton maybe put it best when he talked about the Christian ideal. Same thing, I think, as John Wesley's Christian perfection. And the Christian ideal includes a whole array of things in the Christian life, but most definitely it includes also these three areas that we've been talking about today of being able to close the gate. And here's what G.K. Chesterton says. The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It's been found difficult and not tried. Can I implore you here this moment? Don't reach a point where the gate's not closed because you didn't try. Do what you have to do. And maybe you can do it by yourself, but I suspect that many of us need some help. I've, I'm a pretty good judge of what a good team is. I've been around teams all my life. And I know a good team when I see one and a, and a poor or weak one when I see one. Let me tell you about a good team. You and Jesus. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so can you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for reminding us, Lord, of uh, these things that uh, are in our past. Lord, help each one of us in our own way to come to grips with that and seek you out as help where help is needed. It's in your name we pray. Amen.